We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. here giving you a recap of the Pacers and Chicago Bulls game. It was a thriller. This was a really fun one tonight. Pacers actually found themselves trailing by 24 points, end up storming back and winning this game 117 to 104. However, the big news is one, and I say one, but one of Reggie Miller's records fell tonight. And that was the Pacers' single-season franchise record for three-pointers made. Uh, Buddy Heald, the new single-season three-point champ for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, It was exciting. Buddy needed six threes made going into this game to break Reggie's record. He started 0 for 2, and then he caught fire. He hit five of his next six, ends up making uh, six threes in the game to break the franchise record. But... As I mentioned, the Pacers found themselves in a big hole early. It was 39-15 after the first quarter. You heard that right. The Pacers only scored 15 points in the first quarter, but they end up scoring 75 in the second half. The Pacers came out just guns a-blazing. I mean, really, this was a game that I thought was over. I really did. First half did not look good, specifically the first quarter. But the second half, I'd say the final three quarters was all Indiana here. And in this game, uh, Buddy Hill, 27 points. He does it on 8 of 12 shooting, 6 of 10 from 3. Tyrese Halliburton, you had 16 points, 8 assists on 5 of 11 shooting. You know, but one of the, the big things that we saw going into this game, a tinker in the starting lineup. TJ McConnell in the starting lineup. Andrew Nemhard out. Uh, Nemhard comes 
off the bench with 21 points. Uh, sorry, 21 minutes, four points, five assists, zero turnovers on two of three shooting. I thought that was a very fine performance for Andrew Nembhard. I think the Pacers wanted to switch things up. McConnell played much better against Chicago last time. That was not entirely the case tonight. Uh, that starting lineup was not great, but McConnell in the game, you know, 0 for 3, but he does have seven assists to just two turnovers, four rebounds. Not a vintage McConnell game, but um, I, I think McConnell in the starting lineup, not great. He was minus 11, while the rest of the Pacers starting lineup was all in the positives. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton plus 5, Buddy Heald plus 11, Miles Turner plus 15, and Aaron Neesmith plus 12. Neesmith, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 7 of 12 from the field, 4 of 9 shooting. Remember, Neesmith had 19 points last game against the Jazz, and this game follows it up with 21 points. You can make an argument that's probably the best two-game stretch that Aaron Neesmith has had in this league. I, I don't think it's an exaggeration, and he's been really good the last few games. I love to see the consistency there. Four of nine from three-point land for Neesmith. And then Miles Turner, 17 and nine, three blocks, gives him 1,100 blocks in his career. He is on Rick Smith's tail for second all-time uh, in Pacers blocks. And then... Uh, off the bench, Chris Duarte, 14 points, 5'11 shooting. He had 11 points at halftime. That, that's that's what I'll say is I was very impressed in the first half for Chris Duarte with 11. Ends up finishing the game with, with 14, but a good performance in 20 minutes after we had not seen Duarte, I believe, in the last two games. I know he was definitely was out against the Utah Jazz, so nice to see him. He's been in and out of the rotation this is a strong Duarte performance. Then Benedict Matherin, just 23 minutes, but 14 points on 5 of 10 shooting, uh, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. A, a solid game for Matherin, you know, below his scoring average, but efficient from the field. 23 minutes, I'd like to see more than that, but a guy who didn't get to play that many minutes, Isaiah Jackson, plays just 5 minutes, and then at halftime ruled out to due to a non-COVID-related illness. I hope Isaiah Jackson's all right. Jordan Awara, a performance you, you like to forget. 0 for 4 from the, uh, the field, 0 for 3 from 3. Does have three rebounds in the game, but, you know, not, not a great performance. And then Jalen Smith, despite Isaiah Jackson only playing five minutes, despite Daniel Tice being inactive, Isaiah Jackson does not log a minute until the fourth quarter in two points which was a great putback slam and four rebounds on one of one shooting. So Jalen Smith, need, he needs to be given more of an opportunity, especially in a game where the Pacers were trailing by 24. I know they ended up coming back and winning this, but I feel like Jalen Smith should be getting more minutes when there's no Daniel Tice. Isaiah Jackson plays five, five minutes. Just not a lot of bigs involved in this game. Turner does play 36 minutes. Turner was, was awesome tonight. But this was a win that maybe maybe the Pacers regret come draft lottery time. Now the Pacers have 26 wins. The Chicago Bulls have 26 wins. We'll see what happens down the line. But for, for tonight, this was a fun win. And I think that it's great that the Pacers can go into the All-Star break. Have, 
having had a win recently, it had been a while. This was now the Pacers' third 20-point comeback on the season, their 13th double-figure comeback on the season. So you can never quite count them out, although it's not been great lately. Uh, Just another shout-out. We heard that George Hill was giving some great coaching advice late in the game on the sideline. Hill was inactive tonight, didn't see any minutes. I I think that that's probably going to be a bit of the norm. I know he logged 10 minutes in his Pacers you know, um, reunion, we'll say. Not his debut, but debut on the season for the Pacers. So not sure what we'll see at a George Hill moving forward, but this was a fun one to go into the All-Star break, snag a win from behind. I think it could only create some some better vibes in that locker room for this team as they get a little bit of much-needed time off. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Fachi, thank you for that great breakdown of the Pacers-Bulls game. Appreciate that. But now we got to focus on this upcoming weekend. The Indiana Pacers are representing us here at All-Star Weekend, my man. So just talk to me a little bit about what you're most excited to see. And obviously, I want to see Tyrese represent us in the All-Star game. And when I say represent, I don't, I'm not trying to throw shade, but I'm not talking about like a Danny Granger, Roy Hibbert, where, you know, you get like two points and a couple minutes of playing time. I really want to see him be able to maybe throw a couple alley-oops to the, the who's who of the NBA. Hey, put on a show scoring if he if he can, but just not kind of be, in the past, I feel like the Pacers All-Star has been one of the less featured guys in All-Star game. I'm mm. looking for Tyrese to show he's one of the best point guards in this league, not just one of the best young point guards. Yeah, Sabonis got the same treatment as the other names you mentioned. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Paul George is the last one that really got some shine. I think he played some crunch time minutes there with the Heat 3, and I forget who the fifth guy was out there. Maybe it was Carmelo or something like that. But I think Paul had like 40-some points, I think, in an all-star game. So that was pretty cool. I don't know if Tyrese is there yet, Foch, in terms of like respect around the league to get that many minutes, but it's just cool to see him there. I think what I'm most looking forward to, though, has got to be Saturday night. I love that we finally got all the list of players that are going to be competing in this. So, you know, we have the odds. Uh, we Today we saw the odds of who is the favorite to win it. And believe it or not, Buddy Heald is the odds-on favorite to win the three-point contest. And, you know, so maybe that wasn't a hot take saying that Buddy Heald's going to win. But I think it's just really cool that both Tyrese and Buddy, you know, great friends are going to be in this competition together. The only thing I don't like about the three-point contest now, Fachi, 
is they start out with the eight and then they go straight to the championship round for three. I wish it did eight verse four verse two, like, you know, true single elimination bracket, because how awesome would it be to see Tyrese and buddy alone in the championship? So that's what I'm hoping for. But if it's gotta be the final three, obviously we know the two that we want are Tyrese and buddy. Who's the third person that you want to be in that final. Hmm. That's tough. So going through the list, just so everybody knows, in uh, competing will be Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heel, Tyler Hero, Kevin Harder, uh, Damian Lillard, Laurie Markkinen, Anthony Simons might. He just got hurt last night, sprained his ankle, so we'll see. He's going through an MRI. And then Jason Tatum. Tatum only shooting 35%. Not really sure how he made it in there, but obviously a big name. Yeah. I guess uh, Kevin Herter, I, I think, would be uh, – he, he's a stud three-point shooter – I, I, I guess. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, you can't go wrong with Damian Lillard, but yeah. I see Buddy versus Tyrese, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I think it'd be kind of cool if Markinen made it just because he's from Utah and it's in Utah. You know, he's got to root for the hometown favorite there, but don't want him taking away any, like, shine and, and or, like, fandom away from, from the R2 Pacers. So I think I'm with you, though. I think Kevin Herter is the guy I want, but I, I want it for different reasons. How cool would it be to see two kings or two former kings going up against the king now? And the Kings fans would be like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Herder's gotta win this. And they hate Buddy Heald. A lot of Kings yeah, fans really hate him. And so I thought to myself, you know, it'd be the most epic thing ever. I think I tweeted it out. I don't know if you saw it, but it would be if for some reason Buddy and Herder tied in the championship and had to do a sudden death final round. And Buddy Heel beats Kevin Herter and screams, light the beam. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, <laughs> even if he shouts it regardless, just to just throw it out there, we'll get a good laugh out of that. Um, but it's it's I saw Tyrese, you know, practicing off of the rack today. Obviously, Tyrese is shot a little bit slower than maybe a few others in this competition, but mm-hmm. he looked good. I mean, the Tyrese with a wide open three-pointer, yeah, odds are that one's going in. But Buddy, I really do think, has to be the guy to beat when you factor in the amount of volume that he's had from a three-point standpoint. His three-point percentage of 42.3, it's it's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is elite. And I saw some people saying, like, so none of the top 10 guys in three-point percentage are, are in the competition. Some of their volume is way, way less. I mean, yeah. Buddy, Buddy's put up, I think it's like over 500 threes this year. Uh, compared to a few other guys that are at like 200 or 300. I don't think that you're going to put some of those guys in. But one thing while we're on the subject of Buddy Heald, Alex, this man, he's made 224 three-pointers this year. He needs six more to break Reggie Miller's single-season franchise record. Mm. It's it's going to happen any game now. Mm. You know, and- six is something that Buddy could do in a game. Maybe it's two games. That record's going down. And Buddy still has 20-plus games on the season, 22 to be exact if he's healthy, uh, after the Bulls game, to really uh, kind of obliterate that record. That's something we didn't think we'd see. No, I mean, the NBA has completely changed in how it, it, it it's approached in terms of oh, style yeah. of playing and things like that. Like, looking at looking at shot charts, it's everything in the paint and everything behind the arc. There's no such thing as a mid-range shot. And I do kind of miss it. I, I think that... The mid-range shot is something that Chris Paul was so good at. And we saw LeBron kind of get better at that too. 
later in his career as he had to learn how to not always be just like the physical guy that's going to power through you. And I would love to see Giannis get there at some point too, because I think Giannis, I mean, the Bucks, I think they've won 11 in a row right now. They, they just won an overtime on Tuesday night against Boston in a very close game. And, you know, Boston was without like almost all their starting five. So, you know, it, it's, it's just really cool to see players just develop their game over time. But yeah, I think Buddy Hill just doing this though is fantastic. And we're really blessed to have such a great shooter in Indiana because people love shooting. I mean, we talked about it. You know, you talk about that run that we had in December. Buddy Hill might have been getting the loudest cheers for the Pacers in the introductory press. Uh, introductory, I keep want to say press conference. We've been talking about those, but uh, the, when they introduced the names at the beginning of the game, like Tyrese obviously got the biggest, but like. Buddy was second. It's like, man, people love him some Buddy Healed. So it's like when we talked about trading him, man, we got a lot of feedback from that. December felt like the month that everybody really fell in love and was like, this guy can't be traded. You can't just yeah. look for a first round pick. Like he's a really good three point shooter, which you're always going to have a need for, especially in Carlisle's offense. And, you know, you could argue to say maybe Buddy shouldn't be a starter for long or not, but you can't say that he has not been helpful for this Pacers team. And, despite Tyrese Halliburton missing all the time that he did, Halliburton to Buddy Heald is the second most connected duo as it relates for assists behind just James Harden and Joel Embiid. That's really good territory to be in. And if Halliburton had stayed healthy, maybe this duo is number one in the league. So it's just awesome to always see them being connected, whether it's from Sacramento to then being in the starting lineup to now being in the three-point contest to the dunk contest that they have against each other. It's just a fun competition, and you know we could live through that just a little bit. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, Vachi. And then, you know, All Star Weekend doesn't just start on Saturday night; it starts Friday night, and this is where your two rookies, Andrew Nimhard and Benedict Matherin, will be representing the Pacers on the Rising Stars game. And let's not even just put it as they're going to represent us; they're going to play together. Mm-hmm. They got drafted by Team Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol. His roster is Paulo Boncaro, Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey, Scotty Barnes, Jose Alvarado, Keegan Murray, and Andrew Nimhart. So Powell went pretty heavy here with the rookies. I love that he did this. He's going up against uh, Darren Williams, Joe Kim Noah, and Jason Terry. Jason Terry's got all G League players, though. So it's going to be a fun one. I think the G League team's going to have probably more to prove because they're trying to make a name for themselves. But I think it's going to be fun to see the two Rookie of the Year candidates going up head-to-head. And I, and maybe you can say Keegan Murray's number three in that race right now. I don't know who it is, but uh, I think it'd be cool to see them all play together. But just really cool that Benedict and Andrew get to play together. Yeah, no, it really is. It's definitely awesome to see them on the same team. And to an extent, it could have been cool to see them go against each other. But also it feels like, you know, Pau Gasol on his team has, like, the big names of this past draft class. Like, when you really think of, like, Paulo and, and and you know, obviously Benedict Matherin and Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray, those were, like, the, the big names. And Jabari Smith Jr., like, it's not to say that he's an afterthought, but it really just kind of feels like no one is talking about him. And, obviously, Chet Holmgren didn't get to play this year. So, Team Pau definitely looks like a fun team. But talking about Jason Terry's team, these – this is a team of guys that I think we're going to see in the league next year. I know, mm-hmm. you know, Mac McClung is the guy who just got signed by the 76 and we'll see him in the dunk contest. But a couple of your boys, Leonard Miller, someone that you were very high on. I won't still, forget. still like him yep. as a prospect. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, maybe not, I'm not going to label him your boy, but you had a soft spot. Kenneth Lofton Jr. We're going to get to see him out there. <laughs> you know, he's just yeah, He's been balling, bro. Yeah, no, he's a fun guy to watch. But all eyes on that team are going to be on Scoot Henderson, who yep. by all means feels to be the number two pick in this upcoming draft. Scoot, from, from what I've seen, has looked really good. And I mm. think that this game, if you're watching it, he might leave this game as being that household name. It's going to be hard to jump Victor Wembanyama in, in the, the draft. I don't think anyone could really do that. But people are going to leave this saying, like, Scoot Henderson is the real deal. Yeah, let me ask you this. Do you yeah. like the fact that they allow players that haven't been drafted yet to play in this? I, I, I do. It's cool. It gives yeah. you a little bit of like, okay, hey, let's see how he does it against NBA talent compared to just G League talent, which could be very hit or miss. No, I agree. I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I think it's something unique that a lot of other national sports associations don't really add. Like you don't see that with the NFL or Major League Baseball, as far as I know. Um, cause I, I don't really know much about baseball's all-star weekend besides just like the home run derby they and have the all-stars game, but it's just minor leaguers. So okay. it's not yeah. like they're like mixed in with the pros or anything. Yeah. And it's, and it's tough with majors because there's so many minor leagues in that there's three different levels. So yeah. it's, it's a lot different, but you know, in hockey, I don't know much about that either. To be honest with you, I don't watch anything yeah. related to hockey. Try to watch Stanley cup finals, you know, when it comes on, but it's like, yeah, I just, I can't, no, I can't. That's all right. You yeah, know, it, it's not my sport. But... Basketball, guys. It's, it's understandable. <laughs> yeah, they're usually going on at the same time as NHL. So. Uh, but but that being said, I think this is going to be a fun opportunity. Just don't want anybody to get hurt. want everybody to have oh, fun. God, that'd be the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, if that happens, then, then all of a sudden we're going to be wishing that, wishing that there's not really that much pacer representation at these <laughs> games moving forward when this year – I mean, you can make an argument. I don't know who's got really more representation than us. And if you if you do find a team, which I'm sure there is, those are more of like probably the elite teams in the league where you have multiple all-stars, like maybe like a Boston where you got, you know, Tatum and Brown. But even then, I don't know who's like their third guy. They don't have like a rookie that's really standing out. So the Pacers, I mean, we got great representation this all-star weekend. No, we really did. And it's, it's really cool to see. So um, let's go ahead and wrap up the episode here. Obviously not a super long episode today, Fachi, because, you know, we're, we're just sitting here talking about the all-star weekend and we, we can talk more about what happens afterward, but previewing that. And then of course, just, uh, getting your recap to start things off here of the Bulls Pacers game. So me and you are pre-recording this before that Pacer game versus the Bulls. So just in case anybody's wondering about Buddy Heald, when Fachi said he only has six threes to make. We're recording this before we know how many he's going to make tonight against the Wolves. So Fachi will update us in the beginning if he does that, break that. That I will. But uh, one last thing I want to say, basically, oh, yeah. uh, before we touch on, you know, before we end the all-star break time, is there something in mind that you're like, hey, look, for, for this player or for the Pacers, here's what they should really be focusing on for all-star break because we want to make sure this team is rested. Like we got one game. We mentioned we're recording this before the Bulls game. Like, this is your chance to give someone an extended rest. Is there anyone that comes to mind as, like, let's let's maybe not roll this guy out against the Bulls. Give him some rest. Man, this is like making a prediction and then, like, seeing if I was right or wrong. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, just whoever played last game, if they're healthy, let them play and then get their break after. I mean, I, I think once we get back from the break, that's when I think rest quote-unquote rest, should be more implied to allow younger guys to get more opportunity. Um, I know Jalen Smith has been pretty much buried on the bench, 
would like to see him get revived a little bit, maybe take some of Tice's minutes, you know, sit Miles and Tice on a back-to-back, let Isaiah and Jalen get those minutes. You know, I, I don't know if you heard it or not, but Tony East asked about, you know, going with Tice as a starter and not going with Jackson. And then Carlisle kind of snapped back and said, well, Jackson played 26 minutes. What's the problem here? You know, like got mad that he even asked the question, but it's just like, Dude, Jalen Smith's sitting on the bench. What do you mean? What's the problem? Guy you guaranteed a starting position to now is not even playing. So it was irking me so much I had to bring it up. I know it was off topic, but Tice gets the start last game, and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know what? No, Miles Turner, at least we're going to see more Jalen Smith. To not see him at all is like, how did we get to this point? Yeah. Because it's, it's like, yes, Tice only played 22 minutes. Well, in 22 minutes, he got up 13 shots in 22 minutes. That's that's a healthy dose of Daniel Tyson. I don't think anyone needs that big of a dose. Right. So for Jalen Smith, when you're talking about having one game before the All-Star break, I want to see Jalen Smith tonight against the Chicago Bulls. Now, if you rested Miles, why not give him one more game off? You know that back when I was in Washington? I saw his back getting worked on. He's not 100%. I love the fact that he's grinded through this right now. But one more game off before the All-Star break, I think, could do him some wonders. This would be a perfect game to be able to put out Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith, get them some more minutes over here. And maybe even for Tyrese Halliburton, who's going to be playing in the All-Star game, maybe this is when you rest him as he was questionable against Utah. And I, I, I guess you can give some minutes to George Hill if you really want. I mean, he got 10 last game at the expense of Chris Duarte. It was, it was interesting to see. Yeah, and I want to bring this up, too, because I don't think I brought it up too much on my recap of the game on Monday night. But I really do believe if you go back and just kind of look at how Rick Carlisle used Buddy and Tyrese when they got here last year, he played those two, Wittress and Thompson, together for the two games that they played. So I feel like right now, that's why he's playing George Hill with Jordan Awara. Not because he doesn't want to play Duarte, but because he wants to see what Awara can do. And he knows George Hill is a veteran, so they're going to give him some love. Obviously, get a couple of games here at home for the fans to be able to see him and welcome him back and that kind of thing. Like, it's a cool moment. But I think more so just, like, trying to establish, like, that familiarity for Jordan Ward to play with somebody he already knows. He's played with the Milwaukee, someone that can help him. And I think another thing, too, we're, we know Nawara is known for being a shooter, right? He he likes to take the ball and shoot. Well, if you have Matherin out there and, and Nawara – you know, you're going to need somebody else that's going to be willing to pass the basketball. So Chris Duarte is, I wouldn't say selfish, but he's a guy looking for his own where George Hill's probably not one that's going to be doing that. He can be more of a facilitator. Same with uh, TJ McConnell. And then Isaiah Jackson just wanting to catch every lob and block every shot and that kind of thing. So I think that that's why they did that. So I don't necessarily hate that idea, but yeah, it's just it's just going to be tough. I, I didn't feel like Carlisle after that game was very interested in answering questions if you go back and listen to it but when asked about Nawara, he did not seem like over the moon talking about him so you know it's uh it, go back and watch it and tell me if i'm wrong but that's how i felt yeah no it was um yeah i mean i think we're at a point now and the pacers have lost 16 of 18 there's some frustration building uh, yeah lot, lot, losing is gonna get to anyone um but as it relates for Nawara, one one quote that was you know Pretty fun is uh, when Noir playing with his new team and said, it's great playing with them. The ball is moving around. Everybody's getting touches a lot faster to what I'm used to, where I came from. The pace is a lot faster, <laughs> but I love it. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really good for me. And obviously, yes, 
The Pacers are running at a very fast pace this year, especially compared to Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. That will take some getting used to. But, hey, you know what? I I liked what I saw. I know Noor finished with seven points on three of eight shooting. His first couple of minutes is really where he did his damage. Um, So, good good debut, you know. It was (laughs) was fun. It's good to see. Knocked down a three. Um, But I want to see more. Yeah, you know, and, that's really what I'm looking for in the second half. Yeah, and, and just give an opportunity. But, you know, talking about that pace, I think that's why Daniel Tice only played 22 minutes. Like, he looked kind of slow out there yeah. going up and down the court. You know what I mean? Like, I think Carlisle leaned on the veteran presence just to start things out, just to kind of like – it's easier for a guy that's been in the league for a long time to kind of know at the last second, hey, you're getting a start versus a guy that's, you know, young and – an experience like Isaiah. So, I mean, I understand I wasn't mad about it. I mean, I even said it on the podcast when we were talking that Tyus will probably get the start with Turner being out. So I just, I've just kind of understood Rick Carlisle's MO, but uh, yeah, Pachi, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up here. Let people know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F a C C I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Yeah, everybody, you can go to YouTube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast for all of our content there. Make sure you subscribe and help us get to 1,000 subscribers. We are oh so close, and we really have not been pushing it too much. So thank you, everybody, for just freely subscribing. But want to let you know we will have an episode out tomorrow as well uh, after you listen to this. So this will be coming out Friday, maybe Thursday night, Friday morning. We're going to be doing a stock up, stock down before the All-Star break to kind of see where everybody's been at 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 this point in the season. So we got about a third of the season left. We're going to get you guys up to date on a stock up, stock down podcast with all the players. But Fachi, if you're excited for Tyrese versus Buddy in the three-point contest, then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers! Setting the pace, going to the top.